Well, good day, good day. This is Arctic Eric, back with you at the kitchen table. Thanks for joining me. Yep, this is Fika with Arctic Eric. Continually looking into the freedom we have in Christ Jesus always. And we've been looking most recently at faith in Christ always. This will be part 6D. Didn't know that part uh, six would have four parts, but this looks like it will be the last part, at least of part six, and then we'll move on to part seven. Okay, again, no matter where you are and what you're doing there where you are and what time of day or night it might be, I thank you for taking this time to be here with me at the kitchen table. We've been looking, as I said, at faith in Christ always, and we're going to continue now as we're drilling down into his name. Scripture tells us so clearly that to him all the prophets witnessed that through his name there's no other name given unto heaven whereby we might be saved, so through his name whoever believes in him will receive remission of sin. So that's one of the things that happen when we believe in him, because through his name and believing in him, we receive remission of sin. And that means that we all need to be forgiven of our sins. Our sins need to be remitted through faith in Jesus Christ. We said that there are about, well, somewhere between 50 and 100 different names, descriptors, titles for what the name of Jesus really has in its full content. And we've chosen here at the kitchen table to look at 50 of them. And now we're going to finish up with that list. We said that to believe in him or to believe in the name it requires that we understand what believe, what faith means, and it means to adhere to, to trust in, to rely on, to have faith in. So we're holding fast to Christ and we're wanting to know what is his name all about? What does his name beyond initial salvation embrace and include? So let's continue as we look at that. So that when we believe in the name of Jesus, the Son of God, we're able to accept as true the revelation that is contained in that title, in that descriptor. So very important for each of us. You know, if we don't know what God says, we're not going to know what is ours. And God has given great and precious promises to us, yes and amen, in Christ Jesus. Jesus, the Son of the Most High, he will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. And we know that this Son of the Most High, Jesus Christ, King of kings and Lord of lords, is seated at the right hand of the Father, even at this moment as we speak. And he is interceding for you who believe, for all who believe. The great intercessor, the Son of the Most High. He is Jesus, the supreme creator over all, for by him all things were created, both in the heavens and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, 
all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. That's from Colossians chapter 1, verses 16 and 17. Christ, in his name, the supreme creator over all, he created you. And his desire is to continually work a recreation process in you so that day by day we are being transformed more fully into that new person that he died and went to the cross for and was raised for and is sitting at the right hand having sent his spirit to us that we might continually be transformed by faith in him. That's his desire as the supreme creator and, of course, as the recreator through new birth. Resurrection and the life. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. You've heard me testify before that because eternal life is in me, when I received the report of cancer, I knew it wasn't a win-or-lose situation because I'm only winning in Christ Jesus. What do I mean by winning? Well, the prize is eternity, eternal life, and eternal relationship with God through His Son. And we go into that eternal relationship the moment we believe, so that even if we should die in this natural body, we are going to live with God. For the one who believes in Him will live even though they die. Listen, he is your resurrection. He is the resurrection, and he is the one who's going to resurrect us. And it's his desire to give us that new, refreshing, reviving, transforming life day by day by day. The door. I am the door, says Jesus in John 10, 9. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and go in and out and find pastor. Listen, there's no other way. There's only one door, and that door is Jesus Christ. There are people trying to crawl in other ways through men's ideas and men's philosophy and men's traditions and through organizations. But listen, there's only one door, and his name is Jesus. And if we enter by him, we will be saved. Glory be to God. Jesus declares, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. May God help us just really embrace John 14, 6. He alone is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one, no matter how, quote, good, comes to the Father through good works. And no one, no matter how evil, can be hindered from coming to the way to the Father through him, because it's by grace through faith. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. John 1.1. 1, 1. That is Jesus Christ the Word. We're not talking about the Bible. The Bible are scriptures given to us, penned by men through the Holy Spirit's leading and guiding. 
to reveal to us great and mighty and wonderful things about God and about his son and about the person of the Holy Spirit and God's plan and purpose for our life. But the Bible is not Jesus. Jesus is Jesus and he is the eternal word. Praise be to the name of the Lord. In John 15, 1, we read that he, Christ, is the true vine. I'm the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Listen, God wants to continually prune us and water us through the word, wash us through the word, remove things from us that are hindering that daily, intimate, personal walk with him. He wants to do it. When we hear scripture and the Spirit convicts us of something, that is something that God, by his Spirit, wants to change in our life. So it isn't us trying to clean ourselves up. It's by hearing that word and being convicted by the word and capitulating again and say, yes, Lord, you're putting your finger on something that needs Needs to be fixed in my life. Please, sir, fix that for me. Truth. Yep, you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. What in the world? That in Christ is our freedom. He has set us free to know him, to hear him, to follow him, to share him, and live in that freedom and liberty he has purchased, being cautious, according to Paul's words, to not let anyone put a yoke of bondage back upon us. He is the victorious one, the one who is victorious, the one who sat down on the right hand of the Father, the one who was victorious, and he lives in us. The victor lives in us, and the battle is the Lord's. What a mighty God. Now we're going to look at three last descriptors or names or titles for this incredible Jesus Christ, the riches in his name as we believe in him and as we believe in his name. Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Four things here. Let's read the verse, Isaiah 9, 6. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. All this and so much more, he alone is worthy, Jesus Christ, the Son of Man, the Son of God, the only door, the only way, the only Savior, the one who is wonderful in counsel, the all-powerful, the everlasting Prince of Peace. Listen, we all need peace, and peace is certainly not the absence of struggles. No, peace is the presence of God in the midst of all situations, a peace that drives out fear and worry and doubt and unbelief, a peace that fills us with that assurance deep within our soul that it is well in our relationship to God because Christ is the one who established that relationship and he desires that we 
trust in him so that he, the Prince of Peace, can flow continually into our life, quieting storms and giving us assurance. As I've mentioned before and in other broadcasts and earlier now today, here at the kitchen table with you, when cancer came, something greater came. This greater one in me, this counselor, this mighty God, this Prince of Peace came and said deep within my heart, the moment I heard it, God has got it. God's got it. And may God grace you today that when words come and thoughts come and ideas come and circumstances come and situations come, that out of the depth of your being, through the relationship God has with you that's expanding continually as the Holy Spirit reveals things to you through Scripture, that the the Lord says to you, I've got this. God's got it. I'm his child. I am a saint through the blood of Jesus Christ that has washed me and cleansed me from my sins. Well, listen, looking forward to continuing. We'll be going into part seven next time we meet here at the kitchen table. Again, thank you for joining me here at the kitchen table. My prayer for you today is that you experience this wonderful counselor, this mighty God, the everlasting Father, and Jesus Christ as the Prince of Peace in your life, no matter what your circumstances. God said, we'll go through the valley. No camping allowed. God bless you. Good day.